Hey, welcome to the Curious Project. This is Curious coming at you once again. And this episode is very, very dear to me. I have my mentor, Giselle Fernandez, who I interview at her home. So I apologize for any audio issues. I literally was at her door uh, interviewing her. And um, she just always gives so much knowledge and so much of herself. Right now, she's working on a project where she's helping Salvadorian and South American refugees, uh, you know, get asylum. And, and it's amazing. I mean, this, this stuff she does is out of this world. So without further ado, I just want to leave you with this interview, uh, impromptu interview that I, I did at her home. And I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you, you love her as much as I do. And I, I will leave the link where you can get involved with this organization in order to help a lot of these children that come here uh, looking for a better life and they end up, you know, going through a lot just for that that glimpse of the American lifestyle, that glimpse of the American dream. So without further ado, here's my interview with Giselle Fernandez. In this episode, I have somebody so special to me, so, so very special. It's one of my biggest, the biggest mentor uh, since my career started. And, you know, I feel like always, I always feel like I'm so blessed to have so many opportunities come my way. But this is the person behind the scenes that I can actually point at every opportunity that has been really mini- meaningful. And she's been there. And I'm talking about yourself, Fernandez. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm so happy to be with you and your beautiful wife. And my home thank you for coming yes your beautiful home your little place here it's not <laughs> it's not bad you got a the, the little swimming pool there and uh yeah it's nothing like my two-bedroom apartment <laughs> but you're you're gonna make it one day let me tell you something you are the richest man i know and i'll tell you you are so talented you say i've kind of been at various points of yours you haven't even begun yet you are the most creative you're an amazing writer you're funny and you've got resilience and you've got tenacity you are i may be your mentor but you are you're a hero i I admire you wow thank you so much i'm the richest man I will go to Wells Fargo tomorrow. <laughs> let them know. It's not money. It's not Trump wealth. That's BS. That's not success. You have a creative well of ingenuity of your own ideas, and then you put them on paper, and then you come make them come to life. And you're generous. You allow other people to be stars, and you anoint stars, and you share the wealth. You're very special. Thank you so much. That, that it means a lot. I mean, and I'm here right now because we're working on on a cause. But before that, let me let me. I brought you something. You did. Yes. This is actually a Salvadorian uh, liquor. Wow. Tic Tac. Yes. It's it's famous over there. It's cheap there, but it's very. Um, what do you call it? It's, it's one of those things that are like a novelty from El Salvador. Correct. And I went there to El Salvador because I actually work with an organization called El Piche, which they what they do is they build schools in El Salvador. They, they collect money here. We went there. We documented some of that process. We actually went to a place called Las Tunas in El Salvador, and we gave them um, face masks to go in the water because something so simple, you can get it in the 99 cent store, there the women dive to get uh, fish or whatever, and they go blind by the time they're 30 because of all the salt water every day. So we took them a bunch of masks. They were like Santa Claus arrived. It took us like a day to get there, but 
now I'm, I'm here connected and the reason I bring that story up because you are working with an organization right can you tell us a little bit about that yeah thank you for coming today with your beautiful wife and um, wanting to learn more about it so in Los Angeles well around the nation but let's just say in our own backyard we have thousands of children unaccompanied minors who have fled for their lives from El Salvador Guatemala y Honduras and they're coming here not to you know have a holiday at Club Med and siphon off the US economy they've come here because the modest gangs, the out-of-control gangs in El Salvador and Central America threatened their lives, threatened if they didn't kill their own parents or arm themselves with a gun and shoot up other people and join them, that they would be killed or tortured or maimed or beaten. So a lot of these kids um, took off on their own with their parents' help, paying for Coyote, to come across the border. And sometimes it takes a month or three months to be incarcerated then when they turn themselves in into refrigerators. They try to ice them out and get them cold and they're sick. Their kids, as young as five, six years old, and it's terrible how they're treated. They're treated like criminals. And under our U.S. Constitution and international law, unaccompanied minors who flee or, you know, areas of persecution like El Salvador, like Guatemala, Honduras, where their lives are in jeopardy and in danger, they come here, they're supposed to be met by immigration officials and given the opportunity to apply for asylum. That's a constitutional right and law, and they're not. And oftentimes they're treated horribly, mistreated, abused, raped, beaten, whatever, and then they're sent back and deported and killed summarily when they return to their countries. These are children. So today we were um, introducing a refugee center, the San Fernando Valley Refugee Center. It's part of this Hispanic mission, Methodist mission in the North Hills area. Pastor Fred Morris, and to just really raise awareness that these kids are here, they just need legal fees, $1,500 in legal fees, so they can have a chance to be legally represented, to have a constitutional right, fleeing persecution, to apply for asylum and then gain a green card here so they can go to school and get a job and become, you know, the adults they need to be in a safe environment. That's what we're, you know, that's what today was about. And I'm so grateful that you came. It's important people know that this is happening to children. And the last thing I'll say is some people say, yeah, but those immigrantes, you know, they're here. They just want to siphon off. Why should we care about them? Let their own government take care of them. No. You know, those, that government is corrupted and the gangs have taken over. These children are in jeopardy. And they say, whose responsibility is it to take care of these kids, these unaccompanied minors who are just trying to live? And it's all parents, all mothers, all conscious, loving hearts that have compassion for the life of a child. That's who. So hopefully we'll be able to raise some money and um, get some volunteers to help them, you know, get the social care they need, the social work, the school fees, the books, et cetera, to begin a new life. Okay, definitely. I will definitely link uh, up uh, the page here in this podcast to for people to go out and, and donate money. But even beyond that, like, you don't need to do this. <laughs> so why, 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 why are, why are you doing this? Well, I adopted my daughter from Guatemala. That's one reason. And I see her in the face of every one of those children. And but there for the grace of God go my child. And, you know, I've been very depressed and disheartened. You know, that's just using really nice language. I've been just totally heartbroken over what's happened in this country, heartbroken over what's happened with this idiot president and this, you know, demonization of immigrants, demonization of Latinos particularly. We have no Latino leadership. Where are they? Who should, you know, we all, 55 million in this country, and we, you know, spend over $2 trillion in consumer spending. Brands cannot survive without us. We're not a brown subset of, you know, the demographic 
advertising power. We are the driving force of the U.S. economy. And therefore, brands cannot survive without us. We downstream. We watch movies, play games. We're buying online. We um, account for 25% of box office. Are you out of your mind? Makeup companies, they won't survive if we boycott or have an economic sanction, as white people like to say, over a mascara from Maybelline. That company would go down in a minute. Latinos have power, but we're like a, a abuela detrás de un Ferrari, like a grandmother behind a Ferrari. Pedal to the metal, baby. You have a lot of leverage. Just use it. Recognize your power. It's like the first two planes that went down you know, at 9-11. No one fought. The third plane, they heard what was going on. They stood up and fought, and they went down fighting. Stand up. And the Latino leadership is pathetic. Where are they? When they're talking about us as rapists and murderers and kids who come here want to siphon off this and that, who the hell are you talking about? Do you think that they're, they're fearful? Because you know, every time that you stand up uh, to this president, for example, he will come at you with some um, slogan, you know, crooked Hillary or little hands Rubio. Is that, do you think fear is a reason? I just think a lack of sophistication at this point. I think we have to recognize our power. We don't know who we are. We have to recognize our power and stand up. People say, oh, Giselle, the boycott is like Dolores Huerta's time. I'm guess. It's time we, it worked. The great boycott worked. It's time that we had economic sanctions on companies who are not standing up for us. We just watched a bunch of companies divest themselves from the NRA. Why? Because all of a sudden their consumers are going to find out who's supporting the NRA and these kids that are getting shut up and they're saying enough. Latinos need to do the same. I know it sounds militant. It's not. It's practical. The time has come. Time's up. Me too. But not that me too. This me too. Me too. Me you know, three. Me, me three, all of us. Let's do something. It's time. It's time we said no more. And we should have access to capital to grow our businesses. We should have credit, worth, you know, uh, credit criteria that's more adaptive to who our culture is and what we're about. And, um, you know, we shouldn't be asking hat in hand, como somos, you know, perdidos. We're not. We are driving the future growth of this country. Brands cannot survive without us. Toyota, Lexus, Prius, they all know it because the millennials and the moms who are the breadwinners in Latino families are buying the cars. And they realize we're the new soccer moms. 60% of us Latinas are under 30. It's a matriarchal society, not a macho society. Blah, 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 blah. All this means is Latinos get off your butts and vote and exercise your power. And if you don't don't get what you want, don't buy that brand. And I'm big into the walkout. You know, Martin Luther King had it work with the bus boycott. Don't go to work. You won't get Japanese food. You won't get Greek food. There will be no opa singing and dancing in the you know Greek parlors because they're mostly Latinos. You won't have your houses built, your children cared for. You won't have your houses clean. You won't have your gardens tended. Find out who you are by showing your power. And that's what I believe the time has come. There's no Latino leadership, so we need to do something. And this situation is in my backyard. It happens through vigilante volunteerism. He called me, Casey Porter, Grammy award-winning producer, and he said, Ozo Motley was here today. Um, we had um, uh, Gian Marco from Peru, big star. They're going to perform at this gala to help raise money and awareness. Every time they left, they said, you know, thank you for sharing this with me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do something in this crazy world where it's so hard to do anything and make a difference. At least you've given me one kid I could help. And that, to me, is what it's all about. Wow! See, see, this is why she's my mentor. Like, I'm, I'm actually so empowered right now. Just listening to this, I'm not buying anything. You know, I'm not paying my rent. I'm not, you know, I'm my car payment. I'm not paying anything. 
<laughs> no, but thank you so much. Thank you for for inviting us, and we always have a great time. And I love and I live here. Yes, you're the best. You're artistic warfare, and this is your year. You trust me. We're gonna have another interview, and I'm gonna be saying, "So cute. Tell me, what does it feel like to have made it overnight? What did you mean overnight? <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of nights. It's I'll never forget that meeting with Russell Simmons. I'm like, you are too good for that man. And now look what's happened to him. I was yeah. so right. He didn't touch me. I gotta I gotta be honest. He he he. I mean, I was ready. To say no, I think. I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. I made a couple of drinks. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. So thank you. I love you. Oh. They capture the sound. Thank you. Yes. 